Welcome back to the Rebel Alliance Media Podcast. Chris and Nate back in the studio. Garage Mahal, as we call it, with Dave Wetlow for our sound <laughs> guy. Just living the dream out here. How you doing today, Nate? Living the dream is a good way to put it. Yeah, we're, we're podcasting, we're loving, loving life, and uh, yeah, things are good. Things are great. We've got a good episode for you guys. This is episode 23, we think. 22. 22. I'm so bad at counting. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we I, just we just talked about episode 21, so I don't know where 22 went in your head. Yeah, episode 22, that's that's good. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're almost to 25. Yeah, almost that at the quarter of a century. Quarter of a century. Yep. Do you remember when you were 25, old man? I do. I It was more recent than you. Oh, <laughs> you spun that one on me, eh, didn't <laughs> yeah. you? Worked against us. Lobbed it back over the <laughs> net at you, Chris. Good thing I'm not very good at volleyball, or I'd spike it back at you. That's I can't. true. I'm not That's very true. good. Yeah, should we share why we're in such a good mood? Uh, we we have we actually have Absolutely. some some pretty exciting news uh, here at Rebel Alliance. So uh, we just wanted to let everybody know our exciting news. Uh, so we actually have joined the Berean Media Network, the BMN. It is a, a conglomerate of a, a few podcasts. It's the the Layman's Cup, uh, the Two Thieves podcast, the Front Pew podcast, and uh, you, yours truly, the Rebel Alliance. And uh, and we just want to thank them for reaching out to us. Uh, we've been uh, so blessed by the content in their podcasts, uh, specifically uh, the Thieves and the Layman's Cup, who we've been uh, been following for quite a while, and uh, and in a lot of ways were a just an example to us. People that we looked at as uh, how do they organize their time on the podcast? What sort of um, subjects did they look at? Uh, all that kind of stuff. And then more recently, just getting introduced to uh, the front pew, which has been uh, awesome and uh, and a blessing as well. So we are now uh, proud members of the Berean Media Network, and uh, we just want to give a shout out to our our new uh, comrades in arms, brother in arms, as they say, uh, over at the Two Thieves, at the Layman's Cup, and at the front pew. And uh, and we just want you guys, as our listeners, uh, who uh, have been following us, who have joined the rebellion, as we love to say, uh, we just want to send you guys over. Check out the Layman's Cup, check out the Front Pew, and check out uh, the Two Thieves. You'll be blessed by their content. They are uh, brothers in Christ who have a, a deep appreciation for the scriptures, uh, good grasp of theology, and are, are pushing uh, Christ-centered gospel oriented content into the airwaves and uh and we're just so thankful to be a part of what they're doing uh, absolutely absolutely and the nice thing is like when you're a part of a network like this but also just getting other podcasts that you can listen to you can hear how they word things how they come to conclusions that we would all share but they get there in a different way than us which helps you when talking to your friends or if you're trying to work through an issue, you're just not hearing us all, all the time. You get to hear other people's opinions on these things and it's all sound good stuff. So you can listen to those guys without having to worry about it. Just put them on on your commute to work or on your lunch breaks and you can hear good sound teaching, filling your mind with the things of Christ. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just one of those things, right? It's, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of music out there, and there's a lot of uh, stuff going on on the radio and everything that that maybe isn't edifying you, maybe isn't making you love Jesus more. Uh, these guys will make you love Jesus more, will uh, make you appreciate the gospel more, and so uh, the more you can set your mind on these sorts of things as opposed to setting your mind on the things of the world, uh, we would just encourage you to do that, 
and uh, and your life will be deeply enriched by it. We're sure. Absolutely, and you're going to see us sharing their content on our on our platforms, social media platforms. So feel free to take our shares and reshare them. Go to their sites yourselves and share them. And the same thing we always ask for you, uh, with our podcast that you like, share us, and give us reviews if you're listening to us on iTunes. Do the same for them as well, because the same message applies to them as it applies to us. We want to see our podcasts on the top of the search feeds, not because we want to see our names in lights, but because we want the gospel message to be what people are hearing when they go on to iTunes, when they go on to social media, they're going to see these things coming up because we want to take back those platforms for the gospel. Amen. And that's and that's really, uh, it's kind of a special episode for us because uh, this is uh, something that we're super excited about. And so we're actually going to kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but before we do, you got some uh, something to, to get us going here, Chris? You got an opening question for us? <laughs> yeah, the opening question kind of actually works alongside of this. So um, you do, you, you're a pastor, obviously you do some speaking. So you're speaking at a conference. Okay. And anybody who's listening here, imagine you get over your fear of public speaking, you, you are the keynote speaker at a conference, all the pastors and people you respect are there. Who are you most nervous about asking you a question afterwards? John Piper, Doug Wilson, or your wife? <laughs> 100% my wife. <laughs> I mean, because uh, you imagine that the question would be something along the lines of like, why aren't you practicing perfectly <laughs> what you're telling everybody else to do? Uh, you know, she sees me at my best and she sees me at my worst. Um, and so I, obviously, uh, I, I, I don't try to fool anybody that I'm perfectly living out, uh, what I'm, uh, uh, telling everybody we should be living out. I'm a work in progress as well. It just happened to be a work in process that, uh, that God uses to, uh, to display all of the things not to do. And, uh, and so anyway, yeah, definitely my wife, but uh, I'll kind of go through those just so it's not such a simple answer. Like I'd be afraid that John Piper would ask me a question like, um, you know, the thing about John Piper is that he's so intense and so hardcore, right? So like, I feel like he would ask me a question that would just make me believe that I I'm like wasting my life away. Right. He's, he's that guy who's like, you know, I'd say something in this, you know, you tell a story or, or something at a conference about like being on vacation. And he'd like, his question would be like, well, why are you taking vacation when you could be glorifying God <laughs> in, in a better way? Right. Like I just, I just feel like John Piper doesn't waste any time or did money your, or did your anything. vacation last longer than a day. Cause that's more than a Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then Doug Wilson, I mean, he just has such a good grasp of the Bible and how things work together. I think he would just, he, and he's so like, I don't know what he does with his time. He just seems to read everything. He knows everything that's going on politically, everything that's going on socially. He knows everything about the Bible. Like he just seems to know everything. He's always the smartest guy in the room. And so I feel like he would ask me a question and I would either try to like fake the answer or I'd have to be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not as well read as you. So I'd be I'd be afraid if any of them asked me a question, but definitely my wife would be number one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What about you? Uh well I uh I'd be most nervous if well to be honest, I'd be most nervous if any of them asked me a question, but most nervous probably for for pipes to ask me a question. Um because my my thought process is at least I would understand the question my wife asked me. Um <laughs> 
Doug Wilson, I would I would maybe have to think if like do I interpret what he says because I like the way he would word it would be just so far beyond me. I would just have to I would just have a blank stare, and I think everyone would know I didn't get it. But I think half the people wouldn't get it with me, right? Because he's just so <laughs> right. much smarter than I am. Whereas Pipes would say it very clearly, but he'd have eight reasons or something of why what I said was false, right? Or why and he'd have it like, immediately. Yeah, he'd be like, I have eight reasons why I think you need to explain this point better. <laughs> and I would just I would just be terrified. Yeah, yeah that's um, fair. That's like, intimidating. Almost like Kevin DeYoung when, when pipes turned on him about infant baptism. There was just like <laughs> that moment of sheer dread on his face yeah. where I'm just like, John Piper's about to critique me. Yes. And I would I would probably just become a, a it'd, be, monk. it'd be a terrifying thing. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, be a terrifying thing. For sure. Terrifying. I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure he's a great guy. Oh, of course he's a I'd lovely to, man. I'd love to he's hang just, out with him. He's just, he's just uh, such a lovely man that he's convicting to, to even look at or think about because the, he's, yeah, he's, got he's the John sm- Piper. He's got the smolder of, like the smoldering stare of Paul Washer with the articulateness of Doug Wilson. It's a deadly combo. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Uh, thank God for John Piper. What a guy. Amen. Um, okay, so what we want to do today as we as we just kind of get into this subject and we uh, talk about uh, just our excitement of, of joining the uh, the Berean Media Network and and uh, coming alongside some of our brothers at these other podcasts is we want to ask a question. So at our church, we, we really explored this theme about a year ago, and we asked the question, can a small country church change the world? And so we want to ask the question this way as we talk about this new uh, opportunity that we have and this, this platform, can a small podcast change the world. And, uh, and we, we honestly, we, we don't ask that uh, with inflated egos or over, uh, overindulged sense of self. Uh, we ask that question because uh, we, we don't spend our, our time uh, here recording and we don't ask uh, Dave to spend his time helping us put some of this sound together uh, just because we enjoy doing it. We love talking about nerdy things and we love talking about theology. But uh, we do this because we actually think it can make a difference in the world. And if you've, if you've been a part of the Rebel Alliance at all, you understand that we have a, a pretty optimistic view of, of the effect that the gospel can have in the culture around us. And so we happen to believe that, uh, that a small podcast like this, like the Two Thieves, like the Layman's Cup, like the Front Pew, can affect change in the world around us. So we just want to take some time to talk about that today. Absolutely. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, can a few men change the world? There are a few things that are happening, like this small network of podcasts. Can we actually have an impact for the, glo- for the gospel? David Platt would challenge you like this. So I'm going to read a quote by David Platt, another pastor we really like. If we were left to ourselves with the task of taking the gospel to the world, we would immediately begin planning innovative strategies and plotting elaborate schemes. We would organize conventions, develop programs, and create foundations. But Jesus is so different from us. With the task of taking the gospel to the world, he wandered through the streets and byways. All he wanted was a few men who would think as he, he did, love as he did, and see as he did, teach as he did, and serve as he did. All he needed was to revolutionize the hearts of a few, and they would impact the world. The reason I read that quote is the idea of this podcast is simply discipleship. We want to speak and bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, your people around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. So we want people to be doing this so that we can go forth into the world and be, as we've articulated before, salt and light to the world. Jesus did it with his disciples. 
we're hoping that people who are listening to our podcast are using our podcast, the Two Thieves podcast, the Layman's Cup podcast, to increase their knowledge so that they can go from their the knowledge from their head to their heart to their hands and go out into the world and change the world for the gospel. Amen. I think um, it might be a good time, just as this is kind of a rebirth episode, <laughs> as we as we jump into new life with the BMN, um, just to just to kind of uh, explore why we call ourselves the Rebel Alliance, and uh, and kind of talk about because that really plays into the the belief that we have that uh, that um, good gospel efforts on mediums like podcasting, like preaching like uh, videos on Facebook, and like uh, just conversations with coworkers, like writing novels, like making films. Um, we believe that these platforms can make a difference be- fundamentally because of what we believe about um, what Scripture says and where we are kind of in the story of God. We just finished a uh, four-part mini-series on the grand narrative of Scripture. We would encourage you, if this is your first time with us, maybe uh, you're here because uh, one of the other podcasts that we mentioned kind of... Uh, uh, pushed our content. We're so thankful to have you as a first-time listener, and we would encourage you to go back and, and listen to some of the previous uh, podcasts, specifically our the four-part miniseries we just ended on the grand narrative of Scripture. Um, but uh, but what we want to kind of do is is explain. So Rebel Alliance is our nod to Star Wars. Uh, cats out of the bag. Chris and I are nerds. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, we we love we love Star Wars. We love superheroes. We love a lot of nerdy kind of stuff. Um, but uh, but the the tip of the hat to the rebel the rebels and the rebel alliance isn't just because we love Star Wars. It's because of uh, of what that story is about. So uh, for those of you who are Star Wars nerds, you'll understand where we're coming from. For those of you who aren't, shame on you. Go watch the original trilogy. But I'll summarize for it for you now. The original trilogy tells the story of uh, of heroes emerging uh, and the Rebel Alliance kind of destroying the Death Star and and destroying the Emperor of the Galactic Empire. So the galaxy is under the rule, the tyrannical rule of the Empire. Um, The the evil and the darkness of the Empire is kind of manifested most uh, in the Emperor and Emperor Palpatine, uh, the Emperor, and uh, and in in Darth Vader, obviously, and Lord Vader, and uh, and so the original trilogy tells the story of the Death Star getting destroyed, their ultimate weapon for destruction that uh, that would uh, give them kind of galaxy domination, uh, gets destroyed, um, but that's not really where the story ends, right? The, the the that's where the trilogy ends, but we recognize that once the Death Star was destroyed, there was still a whole lot to do, right? There, the rebels still would have had to go out into all the various worlds that were under the rule of the Empire, right? Because they didn't just reside on the Death Star. They were all over the galaxy. They were on all kinds of different planets. And so now the rebels have to go all into all the world and liberate captives of the Empire and destroy the strongholds that the enemy had set up. And, and that's what we view as our Christian mandate here and now. Christ has won a decisive victory on the cross at Calvary, much like the rebels won a decisive victory at the Death Star. Um, but now is the part of the story where he commissions his, his 
uh, rebels, his, his, uh, his uh, disciples, to go into the world, liberate those who are still slaves to sin, liberate those who are still in the kingdom of darkness, destroy every stronghold, and bring all enemies of Jesus Christ under his feet in victory. And that, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And one of the reasons we think podcasting is so important is because we think that the media— uh, we think that the airwaves, we think that um, entertainment culture has been so hijacked by the world that this is our little effort in bringing um, this medium under the feet of Jesus in victory. Absolutely. Like one, we, we say this all the time, one small thing we can do to reclaim this, this platform, social media and things like that is to be getting things like this out. So we encourage you, if you're listening, start a podcast, start going on Facebook, sharing your faith on face on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Everything we can do to take back these things is a is a battleground that well let let's just let's just call it what it is. The social media is a platform now that opinion, worldview is put out there for everyone to see. And, so, and and it is a war. I don't I don't think you can I I don't think you're o- overemphasizing that. I don't think that's an exaggeration or a hyperbole. It's a war. You go on and you look at um at at tweets that are out there by um uh, politicians, by pastors, by Oprah Winfrey, anybody who's espousing a particular worldview, which by the way is everyone. And just look at some of these popular people with millions of followers and look at some of the replies, right? And in those replies, you see the jostling of all the people who are following, either following this person because they hate their worldview or following this person because they uh, agree with their worldview. And you, you see a war taking place in the comments section of tweets and video posts on Facebook and, and YouTube videos. I mean, you don't have to go far. Let's just type into YouTube um, you know, something like uh, you go to William Lane Craig or Rabbi Zacharias, some of these these famous apologists who are uh, trying to uh, share a Christian worldview in various. I, I would I would agree with some of them to a, a greater extent than I would agree with others, but they'll be talking about uh, belief in the existence of God or or why we can trust the Bible or any of these sorts of apologetic questions, and just go to the comments section. It's a it's a battleground. I mean, you have people uh, calling them all kinds of names in the book and people defending them. It, it, it is social media is a battleground. It's a war. Absolutely. And it's for, for too long, Christ, like Christians have bunkered down and instead of going out and getting involved in these platforms, we've taken the approach of like, let them go their way. We'll go our own way. Right. When the gospel message is to go forth into the world to make disciples. So this is just an attempt that we have along with our brothers in arms to, make disciples to go into a platform, into a nation, into world people's worldview and their and their their consciousness really with the biblical worldview. Right. Um, That's right. Like so we can attack we can attack, we can put out what truth is, because we know what truth is. We have the word of God. It's not a secret if you read the word of God what truth is, but the world doesn't have that. And we need to put that out there so people see that there is answers to these questions and this is the uh, the attempt we have to do it yeah absolutely and and i think that like you said um i think that for far too long christians have been content to um uh withdraw from culture withdraw from where the world is going 
And in some ways, I mean, we, we do need to keep ourselves, right? Uh, James 1.27 talks about keeping ourselves free from the corruption of the world. Um, but there is a way to, instead of uh, withdrawing in order to save ourselves from corruption, not, like notice in John chapter 17, Jesus says, I do not pray that you would take them out of the world, right? Which FYI, if you're waiting and praying for a rapture, recognize that Jesus said, I do not pray that you would take them out of the world. That's how we prayed. I do not pray that you would take them out of the world, but that you would deliver them from the evil one. Right? And, and deliverance from the evil one, we know, according to the book of Revelation, is that we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. That is, by what Christ has done, and then the subjective experience of what he is doing and has done in your life particularly. So it really is. It's, it's about engaging with the truth of the Bible and with the subjective experiences that we have, which, which comes under the authority of Scripture, right? The blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And it's engaging the world with what the Bible says and with what you've experienced about what Christ has done for you. And, and, that's, and that's really what, uh, what we're trying to do here, is to equip you in order to do that. Absolutely. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, as we talk about uh, kind of the, the far-reaching expanses of the gospel, it's just an interesting thought. I, I know you talk about this uh, quite a bit, Chris, that, you know, even the fact that we can communicate this message right now, and I know I was looking at the stats not that long ago on uh, through our RSS feed, right? That we um, that uh, we have listeners who are listening in Australia, we have listeners who are listening in Germany, we have listeners who are listening in uh, California and in Mexico. It's pretty cool to think that this this podcast goes that far. South Africa, we we know we have friends with uh, uh, Missions Aviation Fellowship in in Africa, and uh, and they're listening to this, and so this platform allows us to reach further with the the truth of scripture than physically we ever could and i know you always talk about how that's that we have to look at that as a blessing right absolutely um well i I always think of it like the verse where um jesus says that greater we will do greater things than him and i i don't i think we all sometimes take that verse and think of it in terms of like we're going to do more miracles we're going to do more supernatural things where I think what yeah. the intent the there was. The charismatics have definitely <laughs> hijacked that verse. I'm trying, I'm trying to tiptoe around that a little bit, but, yeah. um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no problems. If you're listening, we still love you. Um, the, I think the, the emphasis on that verse though, is that we will take the message the witness of Christ farther than Jesus did. Jesus was very focused on the Jewish society, right? Like he didn't, he almost reluctantly preached to Gentiles. They almost had to come to him because his mission was specifically to the nation of Israel at that time. It's now our mission. Now he's given us the mission to take that message back to the nations, which was always the original intent of the people of Israel. And so I think that's, what's the emphasis on do great, like you will do greater things because we will expand this, this witness to more people. And we see this in scripture, Peter's very first sermon, right after he's empowered by the Holy Spirit, Peter preaches and 3,000 people come to Christ. We don't have examples of mass conversions in even in Jesus's ministry. I'm not saying he couldn't have, but I'm saying we don't have an example in scripture of that. We have an example in scripture of Peter's preaching through the power of the Holy Spirit, right. converting people, greater numbers coming to Christ. And if we think of it in a long-term view, Christianity started with 11 men. Now there's 
I don't, I don't know the number, but a countless number of believers throughout history, a greater thing has been done. And now we have, we have an opportunity that they didn't have. They had to write letters. They had to pen out on parchment and send these letters out to individual churches. Me and Nate can press record and actually Dave presses record (laughs) and we speak into a microphone and a couple days later, this is put on the internet for anyone to hear the gospel of Christ. Right. And that's not just us. You can listen to any sermon of John Piper. You can listen to people who have been long past dead. You can read their works, hear their, hear their words because the gospel is now going farther because of medias like this. Yeah. For the first time in the world, um, you know, because Al Gore invented the internet. (laughs) That's verified though, right? Like the internet says that. Yeah, because Al Gore invented the internet. But so now you, I mean, you have access to everything that John Calvin ever wrote, everything that Martin Luther ever wrote, maybe not everything, but you know, we have, we have complete works of guys like Jonathan Edwards and John Owen. I mean, we have this stuff. And so we literally are standing on the shoulders of giants now, not because, you know, God, God in his, in his sovereignty and in his mercy, he preserved through the writing and the copying of letters, uh, the Bible, and that's canonized. Um, but, but now we live in this, this amazing time where we don't have to rely on a letter getting to us by horseback. You know, we, we can, we, we can download the Bible. I mean, you, you, you can get download the ESV app on your phone for free and you have a great translation of the Bible there for free for you. We think about many, many nations throughout history and, and we're not saying that, that we've arrived by any means because there are still plenty of persecuted nations and persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. World. But by and large, you have access to the scriptures, access to good theology, and good theologians and scholars who will explain those scriptures to you at the click of a mouse. It's amazing. It's un- it's unreal. Exactly, and like part of the purpose of is this is that knowledge is great for us to learn, right? Like so, we can hear all these things, we can read all these things, but that knowledge is useless if it just goes into our head and stays in our head. So one of the things that we at this podcast and at the other podcast, The Two Thieves, The Layman's Cup, believe in is that these things need to go from your head into your hands. You need to be then living this out in in life and getting other people to do the same by making disciples because all the knowledge, all of the great things we can do now with these mediums, we can saturate our minds with them, but if they stay in our minds, it's useless, right? So we need to be putting this stuff out there. Yeah, and and like, it's interesting. I mean, um, if you if you ever want to just dig into this a little bit, just honestly go on YouTube and type in um, how Christianity brought you an iPhone. Uh, it's Marcus Pittman. Uh, I think it's at the God, Government, and Culture uh, conference that was held at uh, Apologia Church. Uh, I think Apologia Studios uh, produced it, but it's it's a sermon by Marcus Pittman or a talk or a lecture by Marcus Pittman. And he talks uh, a lot about how a lot of the technological advancements, the printing press and, and uh, the telegraph and a lot of these sorts of technological advancements happened at the hands of Christians who are looking for ways to spread the gospel, looking for ways to get the Bible and the Word of God into people's hands. Um, in, on, on May 24th in 1944, when uh, Samuel Morris sent the first telegraph um, and, uh, and communicated uh, thousands of miles away, 
uh, his, the, the very first telegraph sent was, um, you know, look what God hath wrought for the glory of God and for the expanse of his kingdom. And so uh, that communication was there and, and invented because people were looking at ways to get the gospel out. And so here we are. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have YouTube. We have these, these mediums. And so we want, through what we're doing with the Rebel Alliance and what our, our partners in the BMN are doing, we want to equip you so that you are you better understand the scriptures, so you can have better conversations with your coworkers and your family and your friends who need to understand uh, whether they are unsaved and they need their hearts regenerated so that you can share the gospel with them and answer their questions, or if they are Christians and they need to be brought into sound theology so they understand the lordship of Christ and, and uh, the role that his word plays in their life. We want to equip you so that that's the kind of person you are. But on top of that, we, we want you to be, be using the media that we're putting this stuff out on. Use Twitter, use Facebook, use these areas to um, to interact with some of the friends. We all know that every Facebook friend that you have isn't your real friend. You don't talk to them on a daily basis. They just get all the updates of, of every time you change your cover photo. For shame. <laughs> they're, they're people you went to high school with, but in God's mercy, they're still in your sphere of influence. Why? Because your feed shows up on their Facebook wall. Right, your or sorry, your your posts show up on their Facebook feed, and uh, and so you have an opportunity to share the gospel with them, even though they would have been long gone, long out of sight, out of mind in your life, if it weren't for this wonderful gift that God has given to us through Facebook. Yes, a lot of immoral and horrible things happen in social media, so don't use it for that. Use it for the glory of God, and uh, so we want to equip you. Number two, we want you to use these platforms to glorify God and to do your own. And, and also, we just want to inspire you. We're, we're not anything special. We're just a couple of guys who thought, hey, we should start a podcast. That's really cool and original. And then when we started looking into it, everybody has a podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to do this. And so maybe maybe you don't feel comfortable talking and teaching in, in the in the sort of ways that we do, but maybe maybe you're musical and, and maybe you've been writing songs, maybe you're putting some of the psalms to music or, or maybe you do art or maybe you, you know, whatever it is that you do, art is one of those things that needs to be put under the feet of Jesus um, in victory, according to 1 Corinthians 15. So whatever it is that you do, we the third thing we want this to do is to inspire you to get involved in making culture and being a part of culture creation because culture is essentially just an extension of God created and then man takes the created order and adds to it and that is that's culture and so the culture is the litmus test of the church if you want to see how good is the church be doing at being salt and light look at the culture well guess what we're not doing that great but we can do a lot better if everybody engages in some level using their gifts to glorify God and getting the message of the gospel out there in whatever way God's gifted you. Exactly. And the reason podcasts like this exist is just simply to, like you were saying, to equip us to fulfill this message, right? To be something that inspires and equips for you to go out and do this yourselves, and which is in essence why we're here doing this today. Amen. So can a small uh, podcast change the world? Heck no, but the gospel can. And so we are using the gospel and we're using this, this platform to get the gospel out. And, uh, and I think that maybe a collection of small gospel-centered, Christ-exalting podcasts can make a dent as we all collectively try to change the world through the preaching of the gospel and the transformational blessing that comes that peace with God brings. 
uh, and by the uh, the work of the Spirit. So uh, we hope that uh, we hope that uh, this is just the beginning of many great things to come through this partnership. We're so excited. Thank you to the layman, to the thieves, and to uh, the front pew uh, for partnering with us in this. And uh, we're we're praying for you guys. We're praying for all the listeners to all the podcasts, and uh, and we hope that God expands our reach, not simply because we want uh, more listeners or because we need bigger heads. Um, but because uh, we believe in the content that you guys are pushing, uh, we believe in the content that we're pushing, and we hope that uh, together, collectively, it's, uh, it's a sacrifice that we can bring before the Lord that he can uh, make into something. So that's what we're doing. Absolutely. And we're excited about it. Very, very much so. And again, just want to reiterate what Nate said there. Thank you very much for including us. And hopefully we can get this message out to everybody out. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're a regular listener of our podcast, we'll be back to our regular scheduled uh, um, gospel-centered messages starting next week. We just thought we'd take a bit of time just to thank the Brian Network and just to reiterate why we're doing this. Because we have been asked m- more than once since our first episode what's the purpose and what's the end what's the game name about and what's what are we the, doing here exactly yeah. what's the, what's the whole idea so we want to just continually reiterate that for you guys who are listening and like we said uh, this might be your first time checking us out feel free to go back and listen to some of our other episodes they're all available online and if you're listening to us online on facebook on instagram or on i guess you can't listen to us on instagram but on itunes remember to like share and retweet whatever you can to get this message out because like we've been saying through this episode this is a war this is a battleground the more things we can get out there the more our message can get out there and not our message the gospel message can get out there the more impact it will have for the kingdom and that's the goal here and uh so last thing i just wanted to say is um that uh we, we, we are excited. I, I told Kemp that I was going to plug this, that uh, that the BMN is going international. So here's your Canadian branch, boys. <laughs> we're, we're up here uh, sharing the gospel north of the border. Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in our igloo right now, uh, somehow with electricity to us. Uh, we're, we're finishing up now, so we're about to jump on our uh, dog sled and head back t- back home. Yeah, with the tin cans, with the strings. Yeah, that's how, that's like, that's actually how we record this. We've just a- attached a long string to... <laughs> all the way to North Carolina. Yeah, where, where they actually plug us into this thing called the interweb. Yeah, It's crazy. You guys like have green grass down there. Like, Yeah, we haven't seen that. It's all under white. I'm just, that's all false. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, all is all, that is all false. But uh, I thought we'd end today's uh, episode, Chris, by putting you on the spot, uh, which is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, one of the things that we started with, and we haven't done it for a couple of weeks, are these Christian life hacks. So we've, we've just pushed a couple of podcasts on people, and uh, and we, we want people to be listening to these podcasts. We think it's important. So I'm going to ask you, because you're a podcast fiend. You listen to a lot of gospel-centered podcasts. You also listen to a lot of uh, heretical podcasts about that uh, soccer kickball crap that you, uh, that you, that you follow. But uh, my question is, here's the Christian life hack for you, Chris. How do you make the time to listen to a lot of good podcasts? Well, the, the simple answer is I don't sleep. So I don't have a lot of... No, I'm just, Christian um, life hack, don't sleep. Don't, don't sleep. That's bad advice. Um, try to get at least... What is it? Seven hours you're supposed to get? Something like that. I don't get seven hours, yeah. but I have a lot have of kids, I, <laughs> and you never will again. <laughs> you, you will never get seven hours again. Welcome. No, for me, for me, I just make I just make it a priority. So when I I was convicted a few years ago, when I was um, probably in a sermon that I don't even recall really what the message was about now, but the, the conviction stayed was 
the idea of how much time am I spending on things that have no eternal benefit. So I used to, like we've talked about before, I used to be a big football watcher. So I would watch hours of football and I'm kind of an all in or an all out kind of guy. So when I'm, I'm in, it's, I'm all the way I'm watching every game. And I was, and I got convicted by the idea of that, like that has no impact really on Mm. the kingdom at all. Now there are things you can use watching sports to impact the kingdom. I'm not saying that, but the amount of time I was investing into it was you were getting convicted of yeah exactly right so um all i did was i started i started every week kind of looking at one thing one block of time that i was watching netflix or reading a fiction book and was just like i'm going to redeem that time in some way for the gospel and podcasts were a quick way that i found i didn't know they existed at that time and i found that i could listen 30 minutes an hour instead and just and just midland so that's simply to answer the question Instead of watching Friends for two hours or a movie on Netflix, I will throw on a podcast and listen to a sermon or a podcast in that time that I would be doing that other mindless non-kingdom stuff. Right. And I just, I purposely do a little bit of that every single day so that I'm trying to do some part of my redeeming my time. I can't tell you guys to listen to us if I'm not listening to others as well. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, and thanks again for all our listeners. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And uh, thanks for joining the rebellion. Bye.